Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. So this, this year, 2019, we're here, y'all. Day number two. We're just getting started. Tell your neighbor you're just getting started. You are just getting started. I'm very, very, very excited about what God has taken us in 2019. Um, our theme, scripture, I don't have any slides or anything. As you can see, I'm very organic tonight. I just wrote some things, and I, just, I don't have my iPad and my notes and my slides. I just want to, I just, I just, feel, I just feel like this tonight. So forgive me if that's unorganized to you. But maybe I can have some of you all read some of my scriptures for me, okay? Everybody got quiet. Never mind. I got it. I got it. I got it. It's cool. Sorry. Sorry. Our theme scripture for this year. It's Luke 17, 11. Luke chapter 17, verse 11. Uh, if you have a phone or mobile device, or if you have it really quickly, or you have your physical Bible, turn to it and volunteer to read that verse for me. Please. Yeah, we many members with one body. We family in here. Luke 17, verse 11. What version? Oh, no, it, it don't matter. Stand. Oh, you are standing. What is your name? Hey, can somebody take her a microphone? Get her that mic. Get her that mic for me. Amen. Remember to say first giving honor to God, the pastor, saints, and friends. Don't forget the protocol, daughter. Don't forget protocol. <laughs> to Bishop and his lovely wife and the first family. Don't forget. <laughs> What's your name, daughter? Latarsha Ingram. How you doing, Latarsha? <laughs> Everybody say, hey, Latarsha. Hey, Read that theme scripture for me. Read it with power. What does that mean? I don't know, but just. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a, a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, Excuse which me. stood afar off. Go ahead, daughter. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourself unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they, they went, went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back with a loud voice. Glorify God, glorify God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus also said, where there are not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? There are not found that their turn to have glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, arise, go that way, go that way. That faith have made thee whole in Jesus.
Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I need y'all to make some noise for the reading. It's like fire. Shut up in my bones. Thank you, Latarsha. Let's bless God for her, everybody. I'm glad I asked somebody to read. Woo, Jesus. She made it hard for the next one. <laughs> they just closed their Bible. It's cool. She got it. It's cool. I think her scripture was actually Luke 17, 11. I think she read all of Luke. I love it. It's good. I love it. <laughs> she read Luke. Like. <laughs> I love it. I couldn't stop you. I loved every letter. Because the word is the only book that's alive. Woo. All right. So, that theme scripture, as he came to the city, he was passing by. The Bible says that 10 men that were lepers, I love that, I always talk about that. 10 men that were lepers, they cried out to him, Messiah, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And the Bible says, as they went, as they went, they were cleansed. Our theme this year is, as we go, as we go. As we go, as we go, it's not the season to wait until you're perfect to make a move. It's not until it's not the time to wait until you feel like you're good enough or you're right enough to to to, to make a move. And, and before we started live, you know, we moved here, uh, and the Lord began to speak to us quite quickly after a year about starting the church. I'm like, hey, hey, you know, we're not, I'm not there yet. I know, you know, my view of a pastor and all that. I'm saying, I'm not there yet. Lord, let me get right. He said, as you go, I'll perfect those things concerning you as you go. Those weaknesses I'll begin to make strong as you go. But the key is you got to. Because if you wait till you're saved enough, even your righteousness is filthy rags. So there, there, there are things that we should be doing and things we should be becoming, really becoming first. There are things we should be becoming by now, and you can't wait until you feel like you're ready. You got to do what he says. And as you go, he will make the, he'll, he'll, he'll perfect those things that's concerning you. Two, two, no, three things. Number one, everybody say know him. Okay. Number two, everybody say obey him. Okay. And number three, I don't know this one really, but... The, I don't know how to say it. Make, make, make moves. Like him. How about that? Know him, obey him, move like him. That's the three things I want to uh, talk about tonight. Number one, the ten men that were lepers. I love that. I said this is the year to separate yourselves from your issue, from the issue. The Bible says it was 10 men that were lepers, not the 10 lepers. I'm going to keep saying that. I know some of y'all heard that a lot of times if you come to live, but I'm going to keep saying that because that's very important to me. 
it's very important that you draw a line of distinction and demarcation between what you're going through and who you are. Stop saying, I'm broke. <laughs> my account has not manifested my prosperity yet. It's quiet to my left. Because that's not who you are. You're a royal priesthood. So stop redefining Stop redefining yourself by your situation. I'm not broke. I'm sick. No, don't own that. My body has not yet manifested the healing. Speak that. Believe that. So, so uh, draw, draw, make a separation between your ish, the issue. I hate saying your because I don't want it to belong to you, okay? First-time visitors. Any first-time visitors here? How y'all doing? Good to see y'all. All right. God bless you. I feel y'all. I feel y'all. I, I feel you. So I'm like backtracking and making sure everybody understands because some people were here Sunday so I can move quicker, but some were not. I want to make sure you get the whole gist of it, okay? So I always say don't own things you don't want. My diabetes is acting up. Don't say my diabetes. You continue to own it and wonder why you're not healed. The Bible says you shall have whatsoever you say. If you keep saying my, you're owning it. You're giving it license to remain connected to you. But when you understand, like the tomb, Jesus borrowed. Did you hear what I said? Like the tomb, Jesus, it wasn't Jesus' tomb. He borrowed it. It's not your sickness. You're borrowing it. It's not your poverty. God is allowing you to go through that season to develop you, to humble you. But it's not yours. I even say it with relationship, my ex. Why are you claiming somebody you don't want in your life no more? <laughs> I'm going to stay right here for two more seconds like this. So every time you see his post, my ex is always shut. Why is it yours? That ain't my, that ain't my nothing. Oh, Y'all quiet. That's Charles. your neighbor say that's Charles that ain't my nothing <laughs> that's Cynthia that's not my ex I don't want to own no part of that in Jesus name and then you mad they hit you up six months later. You kept calling him my. You drew him right back to your crazy self. Y'all, okay. <laughs> Look at your name and say, they ain't my nothing. <laughs> I got enough of my issues I got to deal with. Okay, y'all. <laughs> they ain't mine. Don't claim stuff you don't want. So if you feel like you don't have enough money, my prosperity has not showed up yet. Because I'm owning prosperity. Are you, my healing has not manifested yet. Because I'm owning healing. Speak what you want to own. Claim what you want to own. Never mind. That, that works for, it works for me. So number one, uh, so, so, so it says ten men that were lepers. I like that. 
10 men that were, that's even past tense, 10 men that were lepers, okay? I like how the Bible separated that. Separate your life like that. Don't connect yourself to every trifling, tragic calamity in your life. And uh-uh, uh-uh. Don't own it because it lingers when you own it. And you can repeat it if you own it. That's big, man. I know I'm, I'm moving to the next point, but we, it's so common in the culture that we don't even realize we're speaking a, a, a prolonged demise. We're speaking prolonged problems. And so much of what we don't like and don't, what we don't want is in our lives. Because, A, we complain about it more than we praise about things. So you keep things present when you complain. Uh, can, I, can I help them for two seconds? If you don't want something in your life and on your mind, change what you speak. You keep things present that you continue to complain about. You could be over something and be like, I can't. Do you remember, you remember every holiday is just a trigger? Remember that Christmas in 20... Remember that in 2002? Can you believe she... Remember she did that? You're past it, but you put it before you through your complaining. You're over it. You overcame it. But you give, you make, you create a new enemy. You make the old enemy a fresh one by bringing him up, bringing it up. I'm not talking about people, I mean situations and things. If you're over and past it, thank you, heavenly Jesus Father. Now I'm talking about things that are before me. Uh, that's a big, never mind. Woe is me. You just define yourself. So, number one, these ten men that were lepers said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Now, I want to talk about this because even though the one came back and said, thank you, he was a Samaritan. So they weren't considered believers, but he believed something. So, number one thing you're going to have to know, and I said that in the, at the top of uh, the sermon Sunday, you're going to have to know God this year. You're going to have to really know God. You're going to have to really cultivate your relationship with Jesus. You're not going to make it if you don't know him. Not, you're not going to make it if you don't have a church. Not, you're not going to make it if you don't have a pastor. I can't, I'm not going to help, I'm not going to save you this year. Look at y'all like, oh, yeah, pastors don't save you anyway. Did you know that? Hold on, let me just park it here because I think y'all thought pastors actually saved y'all. No, and I'm not taking that responsibility. I ain't shedding blood. I love you so much. Y'all, I love y'all so much. I ain't getting on no tree. I love you. I ain't taking no nails. So I'm not the savior and neither is live. Let me just say that early. I know this is shocking you. Well, I'm going to find another church that will save me. Go ahead. We're not going to do that here. We're going to turn you towards the only savior. Hallelujah. Who is Jesus the Christ. Son of the living God. Only Jesus can save you. Only Jesus can help you. Only Jesus can heal you. Only Jesus can restore you. Only Jesus can give you power. Only Jesus can give you grace. Only Jesus can help you make it. Only Jesus, only Jesus, only Jesus can bring you out. Only Jesus can set you up. Only Jesus can make a way. Only Jesus. Look at your name and say, I can't do nothing for you, man. God-dependent, not church-dependent. Live is God-dependent, not church-dependent, not pastor-dependent. I'm going to live a long time. Ain't going to kill me talking about, could you, could you pray for my leg? You pray for your leg. 
Ooh, I, they're not coming back. First time visitors, I'm sorry, I'm not being mean. But I'm not responsible for the pain in your leg. If you don't have a relationship enough to lay hands on yourself, we need to talk about what kind of saved you are. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because how can you believe you're saved but don't believe you have power? You believe. These signs shall follow them that believe. You shall lay hands on the sick. So how do you consider yourself a believer but don't have faith to lay hands on anybody sick? We need to talk about which, which saved are you. So it's not that we're inconsiderate here, but we don't have a whole lot of prayer lines, even though we're going to do stuff like that. But we don't have a whole lot of prayer lines. We encourage you to call your friends. Because you don't need prayer from me. You just need somebody to agree with you. It's quiet. And if you ain't got nobody in your phone to agree with you, I always say it. There's a greater problem than your knee hurting. <laughs> I don't got nobody to agree with me in prayer. The only person is the pastor or live church. Throw your phone in the trash. Nobody can help you on your phone. Nobody can agree with you. Nobody can encourage you. Nobody can give you a word from God. Oh, it's quiet. We'll talk. Okay. Oh, sweating, sweating early. You got to know them this year, y'all. You can't ride off of my knowledge of them. You can't ride off a of live. You can't ride off a of YouTube, Jake's, Bishop Jake's knowledge. You can't ride off of nobody else's knowledge. That's just head knowledge. That's it. You're going to have to know him for yourself. Look at your neighbor and say, know him for yourself. So relationship with God, let me talk about that for a few minutes and then we'll. So this is, this, this is what he told me, right? I like this. And it's still kind of coming together, so. Just roll with me as we go, right? Relationship with God is in the spirit by faith. Okay, you can only relate to God through the spirit. All right, by faith. Because the spirit is unseen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So in order to connect with God or relate to him, you must do it by faith in the spirit. Thought I'd get four more amens than that, but it's, it's okay. He, he showed me this. He said, if you're in Christ, right? Who's in Christ tonight? If any man be in Christ, okay, he's a new creature. Old things pass away, all things become new. Okay. If you're, he said, you're, if you're in Christ, because when he was telling me, he was telling me like, he was telling me, he was telling me, he was telling me, you got to, you know, hone your relationship with me. You got to go. I said, okay, yeah, you're right, Lord. I got to pray more. I got to do more. And all those things may be true. I said, I got to pray more. I got to, oh, I got to, I got to do more. I got to, oh, uh, I got to get in Christ. I got to share. I got to go deeper. I got to, oh, my God. I got to. He said, I said, I know it's going to take time. You know what I mean? It's going to take time to develop this, this power or this knowing with God. It's going to take time. And da, 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 da. He said, the only thing that takes time. Let me read it. <laughs> the only thing that takes time when it comes to reaching a certain place in God is getting things off or out of us. Not really getting more of him in us. Watch, watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be back, I'll be back. I'm just taking a lap. I'm taking a lap. Ooh, that was good, right? Wasn't that good? I'm back, I'll be back, I'll be back, I'll be back, I'll be back. 
The only thing that takes time is getting things off of us or getting things out of us. Because he said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. He said, behold, it's like you look at the mirror. If you turn yourself away from the mirror, then it's like you forgot. That. It's like that quick. As soon as you turn to God, it's like the mirror. He's right there. So it don't take no long time to cultivate a relationship with God. As far as a, a connection, at least. Knowing his voice. Now, we know any relationship takes a certain amount of time. But he said, for the believer who's in Christ, the thing that takes the most time is getting things off of you. For I am, if I am completely dirty and muddy and filthy and nasty and just chunks of mud on me, and I just, I just usually see chunks of just dirt on me, right? And I jump in a pool. If I totally jump in the pool, I'm totally submerged. I'm totally covered, right? I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. With my dirty self, I took the plunge. And I got saved. Did anybody else take the plunge? I took the plunge and I'm saved and I'm I'm in Christ now. Even though I'm in Christ, I mean in the pool, all my dirt. Yeah, it, I, I'm in the pool at, at that point, completely submerged and surrounded and totally covered. However, I'm all the way in. Even though I'm all the way in doesn't mean I'm all the way clean. Even though I'm all the way in, doesn't mean I'm all the way clean. At this point, the only thing that takes time, when I'm in Christ, with my muddy self, the only thing that takes time, are y'all with me? It's not getting more water. You're already in. Tell your neighbor, I'm already in. I don't have to enter into his presence. I wake up in. I'm all, I'm all, y'all quiet and religious for some reason. I'm already, this is good news. I'm trying to help y'all. This is good news. You don't have to go in. You're already in. Just because I'm all the way in doesn't mean I'm all the way clean. But the only thing that needs to take, that takes time is not getting more water. Even though you do get more Christ. Please understand the whole balance of what I'm saying, y'all. But it takes time to get stuff, dirt, mess, sin, our ways. It takes time to get that off of us. So if you want to go in, you must prepare to take off. If you're going to be in Christ, prepare to take off you. It's getting deep already. I didn't expect it. But tell somebody, I'm already in. Yeah, so you can get closer. You can get deeper. How? You got to remove whatever's stopping it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not about doing more, but it's about having less. It's not about doing more all the time, but having less distractions, having less habits, having less behavior issues. Having it's not about doing more, it's about having less. Because I got a God that's sitting there like this, waiting to be my waiting to be closer to me, waiting to love me more. He's like this, he's knocking, he's he's not running from you. He's waiting to be closer. As soon as you drop that boom, he's closer. As soon as you lose that boom, you're deeper. He's not holding a grudge against you. No, no, no. Pray again. After all you did in 2018, you need to pray again. God ain't man. God ain't man. God is not like man. God is not like man. He is not a grudge holder. He lost his grudge when he lost his son. He got his son back, but he left the grudge in the grave. 
Somebody thank God in here. Anybody glad he left his grudge in the grave? I'm in Christ. He's not holding a grudge. He's waiting. He's waiting to get closer to us. He's not giving you a test. No, you got to do this. And no! Religion saying you, you got to do more. You got to do more. You got to do more. Just have less. If I'm in Christ, I'll innately become more like him. If I lose myself, that's why Jonathan, Jonathan the Baptist said, yes, I give him his full name. And even if it's not his name, I'm going to say it. Jonathan the Baptist said, I decrease so that he may, he can't increase until I, so stop praying more, keep praying, stop reading more, keep reading, but that's not the key, the key is decrease, all you're doing is putting more God on top of you. If I'm in Christ and I decrease, I get more of him because I'm in. It's not nothing to work for, religion. Religion will have you working to be right with God until you die. Sad, miserable, feeling less than because you can never reach that on your own. Stop working so hard and just let go of you. Oh, it's quiet in this Presbyterian church. And I love Presbyterians. The key to more of God is less of us. If any man were to come after me, I just heard you say it, love. He must deny himself. That's the first thing he said. Everybody said, if you want to follow me, take up your cross. That was second. Because suffering is always attached to it to some degree. But the first thing, the hardest thing, the most challenging thing we need to do is deny ourselves. That's why fasting is such a big deal. That's the practice of denying yourself. It's a practice. It's a training to, 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 to tell your flesh you can't have what you want. It's quiet to my right. Let me go to the fasters. Anybody fast? See, everybody fast. Hold on. Everybody fast at the top of the year. Oh, I'm not joking. Anybody who's fasting at the, the top of this year. 21-day fast. January 1st. I love it. Hallelujah. Do that. We all need to fast. We need to do that. But... You ever notice how people who fast and do things like, uh, uh, never mind. How, how people who do religious uh, ceremonial things end up more arrogant. Because you did the ceremony, but you didn't, mm, you didn't break your heart. You didn't deny yourself. You actually got more proud of the fact that you're doing what God says. You celebrate yourself because you're obedient. Arrogance. Deny yourself. Ooh, I, want I wanted to say this the first time y'all heard me in 2019. This is the first thing I wanted to say. Give up yourself. You're going to make it if you do that. You'll hear him clearly. You'll have more of his characteristic and his ways. It'll be innate. Okay. I'm in Christ. That's great news. So my fight is not to get in his presence only in that time, but my fight is to not be taken out. 
If anybody has a struggle in Christ, it's because something is trying to pull you out. They don't stop you from being in. I'm, could y'all just say I'm in? Could y'all just say that? Yeah, I'm in Christ. That's my posture. That's where, I, that's where I believe. We're already seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It's a wrap. I'm in him. If I have a struggle living right, if I have a struggle doing what he said, it's because something is reaching in trying to. But thank God for the struggle. That means you win. I know ain't no preacher going to say Can I get people for 30 seconds to celebrate the struggle, please? At least it's hard for me. At least I don't like it. Le- the struggle means I'm in Christ. How could I struggle if I wasn't in Christ? If sin was easy for me, then I questioned my posture. So let me finish this really quick. What's trying to lure me out of where I am? Okay. What's trying to lure me out of where I am? That's the, if I'm in Christ, what's trying to lure me out? And it ain't just sin and stuff like that. It says lay aside the weight and the sin. So stress could be uh-huh, discouragement, pain, disappointment. It's quiet now. You hear that? Hope deferred. I ain't just talking about sex and drink. All right, that's all right. I'm talking about the stuff we don't think. The religious people celebrate. I don't smoke. I don't. Yeah, but you bitter. You miserable. You stressed. Those things can lure you out of the Christ that you're in. Since nothing is separating us from his love. Nothing is separating us from him. The question now becomes, if nothing separating me, it's him from us. Say that. Nothing separates him from us. What's separating me from him? That's the, did I get it together? Did y'all get it? I know it's kind of scrambled there. Let me try it again. Yeah. Since nothing will separate him from loving us and being committed to us, the question becomes, what's separating us from our commitment and our love? to him that's the question if I'm saved and I'm in what's pulling me out what's separating me you got to ask yourself that because I can't say it's jealousy but it might be jealousy for you so we now must familiarize ourselves with where we are to accurately assess what doesn't line up I need to familiarize myself with this new space. Okay, we in the holy. Okay, so those right is on the screen. Okay, I know everything that's in. Okay, I know everything that's in this room called Christ. I'm in Christ. Okay, purple walls, black over here, black over here, purple. Okay, I know, I know, I know, I know. So if anything tampers with this setup, I know that's out of order because I familiarize myself with this realm. <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying? So now familiarize yourself. Familiarize yourself. Familiarize yourself with your relationship with Christ so you can notice the voices and the suggestions that are not like him. I know what's not like him because I familiarize myself with him. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Okay, is that it, Lord? Okay, that's it right now. 
He said, relationship with God is in the spirit by faith. So that means faith, uh, faith without works is dead. Ask your neighbor, do you have faith? Now ask him again. Now say, now does your faith work? Now ask him another question. Say, now is your faith alive? You might have faith, but it might be stillborn. It might not, it might not be alive. Faith without works is dead. So if you have faith and no works, your faith is Okay, so if we connect to God in the spirit by faith, that means I'm going to actually have to try. Let me break this down really quick. First thing you do to cultivate this relationship in hearing the voice of God, if you don't know how to hear the voice of God, first of all, for, for, for most of us, he doesn't speak to you, he speaks in you. I'll talk about that later, I can't wait. Ooh, we're going to do a series on the secret place, I can't wait to talk about that. So... He, don't, he doesn't speak to you all the time. Moses, go, it's not always that. It's like, ooh. Because he wants us to be one with him. So God speaking to you can feel like a gut feeling. You can think it's you. Y'all, because he's trying to be one with you. I'm not trying to be mystical and, no, Stephen Ivy, go to the left. Okay, God. He don't want to be mystical. He wants to be familiar. I want to sound just like you. Y'all quiet. I want you to be one with me. Ah! So it might sound like intuition. It might sound like a gut feeling. It might feel like something told me. Name that something Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, name something. Call it the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost told me. Spirit told me. Jesus told me. God told me. The Lord said. Whoa, why y'all scared to do that? God said the I got old school, excuse me. Tell you what the Lord said. You got to do it like the old school. The Lord said. God, God said. G-A-W-T, God said. Stop playing, we in church, sit down. We're in church, clearly, stop playing. He speaks in you because he's trying to be one with you. It might sound like your thoughts. So this is what you get. When you get that voice, first thing you should do to test if it's God or not, not immediately try it, not immediately try it. Because the Bible says, out of the mouths of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. I'm trying not to jump off of this stage, but if you hear something, get a witness. I feel like running, but I'm trying to relax. Look at your name and say, can you be my witness? You got, but you got to know God. If you're going to be my witness, you got to know him. Ooh, you got to get a witness that knows his voice. Don't get your homie. Don't get your boo. Don't get your co-worker. Get somebody that knows him. Yeah, 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 yeah. High five your neighbor and say, I need a witness. Do you know him? Because I feel like he's saying something, but I need to bounce it off of another believer that knows the same father I got. Is it him? Hey!
God by faith, but relationship is by faith. I feel like this is God. What you think? I wouldn't choose nobody drunk. I, w- I wouldn't choose nobody drunk. I think it's God because it sounds like what he told Nehemiah in 2 David 4 and 7. There's no 2 David in the Bible. Out of the mouths of two or three witnesses, every word is established. It's locked. If it's just you, I feel like God is, and you jump out there on your own and drown. Don't get mad at God. You should have got comfort. I need a witness. I should have preached that tonight. I need a witness. I need confirmation. I feel like God is telling me something, but I don't want to jump out there without heaven's endorsement. Can you confirm this with me? This is just starting, just beginning to know his voice. I'm not talking about people, if y'all already know, don't be offended. I don't need no confirmation. All right. Well, you definitely need more of him because that's not humble. So we'll talk about that later. Mr. Arrogant. So, he speaks in us. Now I need confirmation. I feel like this is what God is telling me to do. What you think? I feel like, pray with me on this real quick. Pray with me on this. I think he's saying write a book. Pray with me. Does God speak like, does God tell that? That. You need people like that in your life in 2019. Liv, please listen to me. You don't need people that's following your dreams. You did that for 18 years. Since 2000, you did that. Everybody been following all your crazy decisions for 18 years. Get people around you that hear the voice of God, that know his ways. So that your success can be guaranteed this year. Anybody want guaranteed? Anybody want guaranteed success in 2019? And I'm not talking about the corny success where everybody knows my name. And no, no, no. I mean fulfillment. I mean purpose driven. I mean. I, want, I don't want to miss this year. I want to be guaranteed success. I think this is God. What you think? Get somebody. And then do it. Then try it. That's faith. I'm going to do it. By faith. I'm going to try it. If it works, oh, then that same voice. Hey, could I ask you something again? Remember three months I asked you, it worked. This month, he telling me to open a barbershop. What you think? Pray with me on that. I'll talk to you in seven days, seven days, seven days, seven days. <laughs> then you try it, you open a shop, the shop is booming. <gasps> I hear something else. Until you ain't got to go back no more. Good God, y'all quiet. Now I know his voice. I trained my ear by faith. I got confirmation. The next time he speaks, I'm going to do what he I ain't going to finish this tonight. Try it until you learn him. Try it till you learn him. Try it till you learn him. Samuel kept coming to Eli. Samuel was asleep. And he kept going to the priest. Eli said, hey, he heard his voice. He heard his name. Samuel. 
He woke up, I'm coming. He went and ran into the chambers of Eli. He said, did you call me? Eli was like, no, I ain't call you. Go back to bed. I ain't call you. You, you, you dreaming or something. He went back to sleep. God called him again, Samuel. He got up. Ran to Eli. You called me? Did you call me again? No, I didn't. I don't know if you did it two or three times. It was three. So he came to Eli three, thrice. Right? Right? Whatever. Read it. <laughs> What's funny to me is the people who are mad that I don't know, but they don't know. <laughs> oh, so I got to know the Bible, but you don't. Wow. Wow. Look at your neighbor and say, wow. So he went to him three times. Did you call me? He said, ooh, that's the Lord. Next time you hear that voice, say, hear my Lord, speak to me. He heard his voice again, hear my Lord. And from that point on, he was known as the prophet Samuel because he could hear God. He advised King David. Y'all not with me today. <laughs> he anointed King David. So, yeah, that's very good. But he kept trying until he learned his voice. But he got confirmation from somebody who did know it. That's how you learn the voice of God. You don't pray for six hours like, eh, get up. I heard something! It's, it don't, it's, it's just. So now next time you teach somebody how to hear God, you got to pray for six hours. And on the six hours, she's going to take the No, he just, he could. He probably spoke before you got on your knees. I got you. I fixed it. God, and you're still praying, but you. Still wait six hours. Thank God Joshua knew the voice of God. He was praying because they lost the battle they should have easily won. They just won the big battle and they lost the small one. He was praying, God, 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 what's wrong? God, 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 I got to raise. He said, get up, stop, stop praying. The same one that said men should always pray told Joshua to stop praying. Because your answer ain't coming through prayer. Thank God you got relationship. You lost because there's sin in the camp. So thank God he could hear God's voice. We need to hear God's voice so we can find out why we're losing battles. We should be winning. You got over the big addiction, but you're losing at the small habit. I need to know what's going on. I'm not going to finish this. Ooh, but it looks so good. I want to know him. You can play. I'm, I'm done. Know him? Yeah, y'all like, you already? Yes. <laughs> got to know him, then you got to obey him. That's what I'm going to go to next. Obey him. So now that I know his voice, it's a great thing to know the voice of God. But it's not always fun because he's not telling you things you want to hear. So make sure you want to hear him before you learn him. Because once you can hear him, you're very responsible for everything he tells. It's quiet to this side, so let me go over here. You are not, not, not even very responsible. You're directly responsible. Not you should have listened to the pastor. No, you hear me. 
you're directly responsible to be obedient to what he speaks to you. Elisha, the prophet, who said there will be no more rain. There was a famine there. God told him, go to the brook. He went to the brook. After the brook dried up, he said, go to the widow woman. He went to the widow woman. The thing I love about that story is regardless of how it looked, Elisha just obeyed. And he said, I've commanded the ravens to feed you there. When the brook dried up, he said, I've already instructed the woman, the widow, to provide for you there. When you obey God, you walk right into provision. Because he's not going to send you anywhere he didn't prepare for you first. I wish y'all was with me and it wasn't the end of the night. He's not going to send you nowhere that he didn't prepare for you first. Thank God the widow knew the voice of God. He said, I already instructed her, which means he prompted her spirit. Because when he got there, she wasn't like, oh, I knew you was coming. No. But I already prepared her spirit. She knows me. <laughs> Never mind. I, I, I'll get into that next. So by the time you ask for her last, she's going to give it to you because I've already instructed her spirit. So you got to know God to go where he tells you and to give what he tells you. The prophet needed to know God and the widow. The prophet needed to know where to go. The widow needed to know what to give. Both instructed by God. Joshua, look at this wall. No man can come out. No man can go in. He said, oh, I got to go. <laughs> do, when, once, you, once you know his voice, now do what he says. Obey. So I'm moving into the next part. Obey right now. When I said I was going to close, I'm just going to give you a little bit because I like this part. It's okay to laugh. You, you, don't, you don't come out of the spirit when you laugh. Do y'all know that? That's why I make y'all laugh on purpose. To me. <laughs> oh, my God, we in church. Right. In his presence is fullness of joy. Right. You're supposed to laugh here. That's why I do that on purpose, just to mess with the religious people. Like, because they mad, they laughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and religious people got a loud laugh because they'll never do it in church. <laughs> <Ooh -ooh. laughs> Take this from me so I can be quiet. So Joshua is facing a wall. None can go in, none can come out. The wall's so high, they can't see anything. Walls back in that day represented the strength of a city. The higher and stronger the wall, the more intimidating you are to the enemy. Because if you can build a wall that high and that strong, I don't want to mess with your army. It represented the strength of a city. God told Joshua, this is what I love. Not just go in the city and do that. Not just obey. Not just walk around the wall seven times. That's, he did obey that. Not just that. He told Joshua. Joshua 6, chapter 2. He said, see. Chapter 6, verse 2. See, I have given you the city. <laughs> see, I have given you the city. Walk around this wall seven times. But he said, see. 
It wasn't like, see, because Joshua couldn't see. It was a command. I command you to see this situation my way. Y'all, I, I knew I should have started that next week, y'all. God is telling you to look at some blockages. Look at some hindrances. And he's saying, see it my way. He's command, see, I have given you the city. I want you to look at impossible things as yours. You got that? I want you to see the impossible as yours. See, man of God, I've given you that. See, woman of God, I've given you that. I command you to see. See it as yours. Because if you don't see it as yours, you won't fight for it. But if you know it's your peace, you'll fight for it. If you know it's your if you know it's yours, you'll fight for it. I need y'all to just high. I know it's corny, but I just want y'all to connect. I found somebody just say it's yours, it's yours. At least five people. It's yours, it's yours, it's yours, it's yours. At least three people. I don't know. Just walk around a little bit. See it as yours. See peace as yours. See provision as yours. See restoration as yours. It's yours. It's yours. Hey, it's it's yours. See it that way. Fight for it. Fight for it. Fight for it. Yeah, It's yours, Liv. Success is yours this year. Success is yours this year. Victory is yours this year. Victory is yours this year. Healing is yours this year. Healing is yours this year. Restoration is yours this year. Restoration is yours this year. Power! Power! Power is yours. Authority is yours. Favor is yours. Grace is yours. Somebody scream, it's mine! Hayabohoshata! If you don't see it as yours, you won't fight for it! Holiness is yours! Be holy! Righteousness is who you are! Be righteous! Fight for that! Fight for that! Fight! Peace! 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 It's yours, Liv. See it that way. Fight till you get it. Fight till you get it. Fight till you possess it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yours. Fight till you get it. Fight till you possess it. Praise till you possess it. Believe till you occupy it. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. I command you to see. See. I know it's corny, but it's called prophetic gesture. Blink your eyes real big like you got a new set of eyes and say, I see, I see. I see. Say, I see three times. I see, I see. I know it's corny, but it's prophetic gesture. 
is letting the devil know I believe this so much I'm willing to look silly to prove to you that I got the word I got the message I got the power I got the favor I got the authority I see I see I see everybody that can see in here praise God I see I see Okay, 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 I see it. If you don't see it as yours, you won't fight for it. And you'll lose another year with the coulda, shoulda, wouldas. Look at your neighbor for the last time tonight and say, not this year, not this year. Oh, I'm not missing it this year. You are out of your living mind. I missed it before and I'm not missing it again. I gave it up before and I'm not losing it again. I got a new set of eyes and I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. The rain is gone. The struggle is gone. Don't, oh God. I can see y'all. I see. I see what I need to do. I see who I need to be. I see who I need to get rid of. I see who I need to draw close. I see what I need to give. I see what I need to keep. I can see it. Wow. Wow. Father, we thank you <laughs> for giving us a new set of eyes tonight. And not just eyes, but a new set of ears. Let us hear you more clearly. In the name of Jesus. Everybody say, Lord Jesus, speak to me. I'm open. Say, speak, oh, speak. Here I am. I'm open. I'm ready to receive. I'm here. I'm open. Oh, yeah, da, da. I'm open. I pray that live as a church that knows him and that's known of him. I pray this is a church that hears him. Hallelujah. And obeys him regardless of the walls that's attempting to block our now from our next. We pray that you give us new eyes so that we can see our future as ours and fight until we occupy in Jesus' name. Lift your voice and worship him for his word, everybody. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.